just evolved from from poetry to listening to music and then hearing how the music affected me, how it made me feel, how it brought me peace. And I was able to relate. And once I started feeling that feeling, I was like, man, I want to do the same thing for people. I want to do the, I want to do the same thing for other people. Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy. Man, today is going to be nothing short of inspirational, motivational. My guest today was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Comes from a big family, which is Portuguese, Italian, German, Indian descent. Wow, so, so awesome. And he, <laughs> he had a rough upbringing during his childhood but managed to overcome many obstacles in his life his name is jay ryan now jay before we get started i want to ask you what would make today's conversation extraordinary um, i think it's just being truthful bro being truthful and honest uh being transparent um just being able to have good dialogue um definitely just giving god praise and and worship you know during the midst of of the convo but honestly i think just being transparent and upfront is what's gonna make today's conversation uh, interesting and impactful for sure. I love that, I love that. <clears throat> Man, excuse me, I've been battling a cold this week, so if my voice it, goes out, apologies in advance. Yeah, you good, bro. It's going around, man. The yeah, fam over here crazy. just got through it too. Luckily, I haven't, I haven't got it, so I've been <laughs> just prayed on that. Get, hey, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> seriously, though, I've been taking all the vitamins I can. <laughs> Telling you that vitamin C, man, load up zinc, vitamin C, even that oregano, man, that helps too. The oregano, the thyme, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole know. other, a whole other podcast for a whole other day. Bro. Right, right. But man, today I, I want I want to ask you to share, and and you touched a little bit on that of that transparency because I believe that our vulnerability is a gift and it's also our superpower. So I really yeah. want you to share your story behind the success that you've seen so far. It's so easy for us to talk about our wins and everything that's right. great. Now we're going to touch on those because I'm I'm all for the wins and the, the success in life. But a lot of times right. on our way to success, we forget about the failures that really paved the way. So I would love for you as you share your story how you got started in music and wherever you want to start it's it's uh okay. open open into question but i'm going to kick it over to you and just let us know us listening and watching who is jay ryan and what are you up to now yeah my name is jay ryan i was born and raised in las vegas i did come from a big family uh i got six or six kids total i would say my journey with first poetry I was just tapping into like expressing myself, expressing my feelings because during my upbringing, I had a lot of different challenges that I've been through. And during those challenges, it was hard to express, you know, no one really to talk to. I wasn't really on a emotional or like a really comfortable note or setting with my father. So I wasn't able to like come to him for guidance or really open up to him without it turning into something different. You know, I did experience a lot of abuse with him in my younger years, man, probably until I was like 18 years old, bro. So I actually um, started fighting back and everything, but me and him are good now. That's, that's my dog. Like I love my pops to death. And I know he was going through some things during that time and um, I don't blame him for it. You know, it made me stronger and whatnot, but just kind of going through some of that depression and darkness that led from the growing up in a household that was just dysfunctional. Him and my mom separated at a young age and uh, my oldest brother was paralyzed. So she took him him and my two younger sisters my dad took the boy and uh my mom was just constantly struggling she couldn't really get up on her feet because she was handling taking care of my brother who was paralyzed so she i just watched her struggle 
I mean, live inside people's garages, bro. Like, but she was always taking people in who were homeless and just like, she just had the biggest heart, bro. So I got a lot of that motivation and uh, seeing her do that. But yeah, I got to the point where I just had so much stuff bottled up and I couldn't get my expressions out. I didn't know how to get it out. So a lot of times when it came out, it was in anger. I would just boil up and then burst. And usually it was with her because I was like, man, you ain't nothing, ne- nothing near my dad. You know, my dad's six, three was a big man. And it was like, you know, you you ain't doing what he's doing to me. So I can yell at you and I can throw and fight and cuss and, you know, fight you back. And so I, I put her through the ringer, bro. And I got to the point where I was going to channel somehow. And I started just writing poetry. And honestly, it came from listening to Pac's music, bro. I grew up on Pac and I listened to his music and how he just came from the heart. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start writing poetry. I was big into to reading the scripture and into the word. I really depended on God during that time. But it just it evolved from from poetry to listening to music and then hearing how the music affected me, how it made me feel, how it brought me peace. And I was able to relate. And once I started feeling that feeling, I was like, man, I want to do the same thing for people. I want to do that. I want to do the same thing for other people. And, and given when I started doing it, I was like, I wasn't good. You know, I didn't know how to structure music. I didn't know what a hook was and, you know, a bridge or a pre-hook or verses and how to really put my words together. So it was just kind of all over the place, but I just felt the release as the more and more I did it. And I just continued to just kind of perfect my craft. And I was kind of going through more of a secular uh, out at first. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, I can't, I can't serve two, two gods. I can't serve two, you know, idols, you know, so to, so to speak. I had to make a decision. I'm like, either I'm going to serve God wholeheartedly and really invest into kingdom music and bringing up the kingdom and, and really doing it the right way, or I'm going to continue to say, you know, I serve God, but I'm over here doing the work of, you know, Satan, so to speak, you know, secular music. And it just, it was, a, it was a confliction with my spirit. You know, how can you preach about God and pray about God, but then you go around talking about you know, drug, I mean, I'm not, 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 not sense, but just glorifying drugs, glorifying yeah. women in a, in, a, in the wrong way. And, and you just cussing and just things that belittle people and break people down it's like, or, or mislead them, become a stumbling block to them to glorify what's wrong versus glorifying what's right. There's nothing wrong with talking about those things. If it's a part of your past and your testimony, as long as you can flip it to say, Hey, I came from this. I learned from this. I grew from this and this is now. And uh, so then I gave up. Then there was a point in my life where I just kind of fell off and gave up with music. I just stopped for like seven years. Like, you know, I'm just going to step away from this. And uh, I was like, maybe it's not my calling. I wasn't getting the, you know, not really the intention, but it wasn't the attention. I wasn't getting the attraction. I wasn't getting the door. The doors weren't opening, you know, and I was still kind of serving myself in the midst of it. And maybe that's why God kept doors closed. But this year, I ended up stepping back into my calling because um, in the beginning of the year, I broke my foot and that kind of like placed me where I was not able to move. You know, I wasn't able to go out. I wasn't able to do things. I wasn't able to depend on my strength. I'm hopping around, you know, one foot up and down the stairs. I was like, I'm so vulnerable right now. And started getting like a little bit, not not really depressed, but I started getting to like a state of mind where I was just like, ah, oh, this just, just, just sucks, dude. Like I can't do anything. You know, I'm in pain all day. And I didn't even know my foot was broken until like two weeks later. You know, I was walking around with a broken foot and everything. And I was like, I think it's broken, but I'm not sure. But uh, I was just sitting on the couch. I started just tapping back into the word, getting deeper into the word again, digging into God's word and just watching videos. And next thing you know, he was like, 
I heard just a small still voice go upstairs and make a song. Go make a go make music. Get get this stuff off your chest. And I made this one song, and it just it just sparked a trigger of effects. And just next thing I know, I got an EP coming together, and I got you know well known producers connected with me, and just everything just started coming in line. And I was like, Lord, I'm just gonna let you do this this time. I'm not gonna take no control. I'm just going to pray on it and let you take the lead. And the more I've been doing that, bro, the more connections have been happening, the more things have been happening. Then I revamped my Instagram and started just, you know, I was do all for God. And he put all these thoughts on my head just to keep doing it. I was like, Lord, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be fearful. I'm just going to do what you, what I'm here. I'm just going to do what you, what you're leading me to do and see what happens. And as soon as I started doing that, bro, it's like, there's just been a lot of great feedback, just people reaching out to me. And that's really, really what I'm doing it for. Or it's just, if I could touch one person, if I can affect one person, if I have dialogue with one person, they can write me on a message on Instagram or on the phone or whatever, you know, if I can encourage them any way possible, like that's my goal. And God has just been kind of pouring that on me left and right. And dude, I'm loving it, bro. I'm just soaking it in right now and just taking it one step at a time. But he's definitely uh, calling me to, to to fulfill his purpose, bro. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've always somewhat had a degree of faith pretty much all points of your life, right? Yeah, since I was eight years old, bro. Since I was eight years old, my dad came to me, gave me this little plate, and it had my name Joshua on it. And it was a boy praying, and he was, like, explaining to me what the little boy was doing and explained to me how to uh, receive Jesus into your heart. He was like, you know, if you accept him as your Savior, you believe he died and rose again, he's he like, just ask him. Just go pray. Pray and ask him to come into your life and show you. And I'm eight years old and he walks away. And, and this is when he, after him, my mom got a divorce. So he moved back to Vegas from New Jersey and he was living with, my, living with my grandma. So he had to restart his whole life all over again. So I understand the frustrations that he was going through. And that's kind of when things started, you know, the darkness started there with me when it came to like the abuse and stuff like that. But I, I get it. Now that I'm older, I can look back and get that. I can, I get it. But Right after he told me that, bro, I went, I went to the side of my grandma's house. I got on my knees and I was just like, started praying to God. I was like, Lord, I want you to come into my life and show me. And ever since then, that's when the battle started, bro. I was like, oh, here we go. It just went from kind of like a childhood life that was fun to, oh, okay, here's some stress and battles at a young age. And But ever since then, I've just been walking with God, bro. And he's been my, he's been my lifeline ever since. Wow. Man, I love the fact that even at such an early age, that seed of of Jesus and God was in your life. And even no matter life happens, you, you had your moments where you may have strayed a bit. You started making the secular music that that seed planted so far ago is the harvest that you're experiencing now. And yeah. again, and you, you even mentioned like hearing your story, hearing how your, your dad had faith and shared faith with you at such an early age and then life happens and he takes a turn for the worse you end up getting abused whatever it may be there's such a level of maturity on your on your end to understand that situation now and not hold like resentment or bitterness right. to him and I, I think that's so beautiful and it just is a, a beautiful picture of god's grace and mercy man amen bro it is it really is and um yeah, like I said, I love my pops to death. He's a great man. And uh, just the where he's at now and seeing the way he encourages and just he's led he's led by example, you know, and, and helped me get to where I am now. So definitely no resentment. That's my boy right, right there, man. We get 
time and we've, we've come together and had these conversations about what happened in the past and he's apologized and I've apologized because I wasn't easy to handle either. Once I started going through my withdrawals and rebellion, dude, I became a handful. I was a fury of just fire. So it was like, it went from household being dysfunctional to, you know what, I can't find the love I'm looking for here. I didn't feel I was in a position where I can vent to my dad and like get that love that I needed, even though he was present all the time. I was like, well, I'm gonna go out, out and about. And I started finding the love in the streets. I started finding love with friends who, you know, just running around, running amok and started seeing that loyalty and that love. And I started feeling a connection, like, oh, the brotherhood, you know, brothership. And I was like, this is where I need to be at. And then it kind of just went from the brotherhood to just trouble and gang violence and drugs and I mean, we robbed houses, stole cars. I mean, just went from one thing to another to another. To... The police were at our house. I don't know how many. I mean, all the time, bro. They knew me by name. You know, when they saw me, they just pulled me over just to just to just to check on me and say, "You got anything on you?" and pat me down. And you know, so my dad has a well-known name in Vegas, so he was getting calls from you know the police and say, "Hey, we got your son out here again." So he was just getting you know, he was he worked for the city, so he was just like constantly hearing about me and. Yeah, I'm sure it was embarrassing to him. And then he had to call the judge a few times and work on getting me some a favor. And a couple of times it worked, but a lot of times it didn't. And I just dug myself too, too deep. But it just it came from brokenness, man. I rebelled. I rebelled and it came from brokenness. And I started falling in love with just that adrenaline, feeling that rush, you know, just running from the police and shootouts and just getting, you know, just selling drugs and just that feeling of just like, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain. This felt like a movie, you know, being robbing people's houses and being inside. Like a lot of times when I would rob a house or did something like that, it wasn't for me to get nothing. It was because I wanted to get my friends in and get them out, you know. So I would go in, get them in, be the guy watching and get them out, make sure they were safe. Every now and then I would get, get something, you know, if it was like a pistol or, you know, something like that. Really but for the most part, it was like me trying to be a savior to my friends and just wanting to get that rush. And it was almost like drugs, you know what I'm saying? But then I started falling into drugs, of course, during that period, too. And I got hooked up on, you know, meth and coke and ecstasy, dude. Like, it, it went deep, bro. It went real deep to the point where it was like, I didn't like, I hated my life. Anywhere I turned, it seemed like it was always darkness. And it was just always something. And so I was like, there was a few moments where I was close to taking my life, bro. And I, and I knew that the things that stopped me from doing it was, you know, my mother, of course. It was actually some, sometimes physically. I made an attempt to hang myself one time and she came in there and she stopped it. And then she called the paramedics. And they had to come in, restrain me and everything, hold me down and almost took me to the, uh, I don't know what they call it, like not the psych ward, but they almost took me to a place where they would have to evaluate me and all that kind of stuff. And she ended up not letting me go um, to do that. But I had times where, you know, I had the pistol in my mouth, I had a gun in my head, bro. And it's like between my mom and I want to give up on her, my brothers and sisters, um, God, bro, I, I knew that if I was to go through with that, that I would lose that eternal relationship with the father. And that's just, even though I came to that point, you know, just being broken in tears and just like, I'm done about the, that's it. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it, you know, and God stopped me from doing it and just seeing my mom stop me from doing it, bro. And, uh, I'm glad I didn't, because if I would have did it at those times, I wouldn't be experienced what I'm experiencing now. I want to experience God's love and grace and restoration because I lost so much through my childhood, but he's given it all back to me. And he's telling me I'm giving you more. There's more coming. 
And it's like, if I would have did that to myself back then, I wouldn't be experiencing this beautiful walk of grace and love and forgiveness and compassion that I'm experiencing right now. Like I'm in, I'm in a beautiful place and I'm just so happy that, uh, I mean, amongst what I'm dealing with, with my health and stuff like that right now, which is tough too, but still walking in my face so strong that I'm like, dude, if I went through all these things, how can I not believe in you to, to get me through what I, any challenges that come in, come forth, you know? So uh, I'm just, I'm just super grateful, bro, for the past and the future, uh, the present and the future to come, bro. Wow. So good. And I mean, thanks for this sharing your story. Cause I know that, uh, like I mentioned at the top, vulnerability is not easy. Being transparent yeah. is not easy. And I just want to say, that I appreciate you sharing this to not only me, but to everyone that's going to hear this and be impacted by it. Uh, a few things that I, I kind of take away from your story just now is it's almost like it goes back to, okay, so the seed was planted. You experienced a love that you never experienced through Jesus, through the yeah. father. And oh, yeah. once we've tasted that first love, sometimes we, we try to go into the world to try to get, that love in other places like you mentioned you you found the brotherhood within the the gangs and the people you were running with and uh, at the end of the day yeah you got the adrenaline from breaking in the houses and doing that but ultimately you're chasing that community you're chasing that right that sense of love and and even in, in another thing to to piggyback off of that is you mentioned like you would be the guy that would break into the house Make sure your your boys are good and yep. them out. And it's funny how we we give the, we get these gifts and talents. And like to me, I see that as almost like a form of leadership. And if we're gonna use our gifts for the kingdom or not. And right. ultimately, like we've got these gifts and God's given us these things. But sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll use them for for the negative side of things and like even you noticed when you were rapping and um, making music for the secular world I, I can relate to that i was both rapping for the secular world i was a christian rapper for a while so i definitely can relate to both of those things and it's just like and, and even now it's like I, I help lead and mentor people if i was super selfish about that i could be like telling people to do what i think they should do instead of relying on right thinking, okay what is god's plan for their life just your whole story is so interesting there's so much to it that it, that just it goes it man it goes deep bro that's why i'm like man i wish i could like make a documentary like a movie or something like that maybe someday in the future oh, i would yeah i was about to say i would, you I would will. love to do that because i mean it's 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 easiest to sprinkle on the top, you know, like sprinkle a little bit here and here. But when you actually get into depth of the stories and the different details, like it gets, it just gets that much more impactful and deeper and more just like, whoa. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like I started forgetting about these things. So I'm like, I need to start writing this stuff down. Like, you know, so that way I, I keep track of these stories and these different things that I can tell and share. And I was a little hesitant at first to kind of share things, but I really do feel like um, my story can help people just like other people's stories have helped me and can help others as well. Like I don't do it to glorify myself. I do it to glorify God because like you said, like, like you reiterated on, like I, I've been with God since I was young and he's been with me even in my mistakes, even in my, my sin, the times where you know, I would do, I would go to bed crying at night after I would do those things, bro. Like I felt so torn, like convicted by the spirit, but also felt like I had a certain place with the, my brothers and my friends in the streets, you know, so I, I was like, I was torn, but I was struggling, dude. I would go to bed and I just be crying. Like, Lord, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing these things. Like I'm supposed to be doing things for you, but I'm so caught up in this and, you know, and it would just be 
you know, that I wake up in the morning and me and my dad might get into it or something mean, I might have a relationship issues. And I was big on that too, bro. Like I couldn't, I was always looking for love somewhere and attached to somebody. And it was like, so I would find a, a girl that I, I would like and want to be attached. And I was just too overly attached because I was so broken and insecure and had all these problems and issues. And they're like, well, you are way too much to deal with. I'm like, wait, I just want to love you. Come back. And they're like, they're like, get away from me. You're crazy. You know? And I was like, so then I'll be broken there and feeling that like, no, it's time for me to share my story because there's so many people that know me and I feel like they see me smiling they see the positivity they know I believe in God I've always shared God's word and shared God since I was young on social media in, in person but I feel like it's time to really start coming out of my shell and say hey I've been through these things just like you you know and, and some things I might have been through more and some things you've been through more than me but we can learn from each other we can share these things and encourage each other knowing that God is with us you know and I made that I made that uh, comment on that uh, that testimonial reel that I dropped where it said, um, God will be with you walking in the mud when it gets hard. And there's a dope, significant story behind that, because I was prophesied over um, by my mom's friends and stuff like that, who are super spiritual. And this was years ago, probably over, over 10 years ago. And one of them said, God is going to be with you, walking with you. He told me he's going to be walking with you through the mud. And when they told me that, I was like, I didn't know what that things they told me that are starting to come to, to pass. There's a lot of things that were prophesied when I was younger that are coming to pass now, which is just crazy. Like I'm, I even got writings. I'm like, well, this stuff is actually coming true. Like God is making it. He's bringing me to my calling. But uh, they said he said that she said that he will be with you walking even in the even in the mud. And I had no clue what that meant at that time. I was like, I don't know what that means, whatever. But I listened to everything else. Everything else made sense. But that one part, but I was always pondering, like, what is that? What is that? And maybe about five, three years later, something like that, I was working construction. I was doing grading, which is like heavy equipment. So I'm out in the dirt, you know what I'm saying? And it was like bulldozers going back and forth. I'm a grade checker. So I'm out in the dirt walking around. And uh, it was the job was over and everyone's heading to the lineup to go park their equipment and, and they forgot about me. So I'm stuck way out in the middle of the desert, you know, walking through the dirt. And as I'm walking through the dirt, I'm going through some dry, some dry patches, some dry land. And I get to a point where the dozer, they call it ripping, and they rip through the dirt where it gets all bulked up and a bunch of like, it just rips into the dirt. So it's all bulky. And then a water pool comes by and waters it all down. So the water can get down into the dirt, into the land. So make it all moisturized and everything. So I'm starting to walk and I start walking into that because that's the only way I can get to where I gotta go. And as I started walking, it was, it was muddy and wet and just uh, my feet were sinking down. And every step I started taking got harder and harder because the mud was piling up on my boots to the point where my feet were like stuck. And I like started falling over on my hands to catch myself. And right then and there, it was like, bink. the Holy Spirit said, I will be with you even in the mud. And I was like, I started crying right there. I was like, that's what you meant. When it gets hard to walk, when you feel like you can't walk anymore. Because I was I was literally out there screaming, like, ah, cussing. Like, you guys left me here. Like, what? The, I got to keep walking through all this. Like, I got to go all the way down there to get to you. I'm not, I can't even get through the mud. Like, there's nowhere for me to go. Like, you know. And then, so I was frustrated. And then as soon as I felt on my hands and my knees and I heard that small, still voice, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I was like, wow. Like, it just broke me down right then and there, bro. And I was like, man, that's what you meant. You'll be walking with me in the mud when times get hard, when it's hard to walk and you want to give up, I'm going to be right there beside you. And as I was doing that video, I was just kind of just 
letting it go. And that came out and I was like, man, Lord, you used it again. And that's for somebody else to hear, you know, but uh, yeah, dude, that was so such a significant part of that reel. And I was like, man, it's like, this is crazy. how see how when the Lord, when the Lord promises you something or says something, it comes back full circle and it could be that same day, or it could be 40 years down the road before it comes back full circle, but it always comes back to remembrance. You know, his word comes back to remembrance. We're like, Oh, I remember. So he can confirm it with, you know, so I thought that was pretty dope. Oof. That's, that's so good, man. That, that gets me hyped just hearing that. <laughs> I love, I love the way the Lord works and I loved how, how God will use those people to speak those words in our life in such a way, just when we need it. And we don't even really recognize right. it in the, in the moment, like you said, what does yep. it mean in the mud? And then it yep. brings back to remembrance years later. And you're like, okay, I can think so many times in my life, there's been prophetic words spoke over me. And I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, what? And right. I record it or I, I write it down. I read yep. it later. God reminds me of it. And I'm like, nope, that's, that's it. That's God. That's it, man. That's, and that's how he shows you that it is him. And that's what yeah. I love about it. It's so divine. Like mm -hmm. you, my mom told me this just the other day too. She was like, she's like, don't be discouraged about anything. Don't be fearful. It's like, you know, you know what God's told you, you know, what God has told you, made clear to you. Believe on that. Believe on his words. And I was like, mm, that's good encouragement. Like that's, that's facts. Like, you know, when it's God, you know, you know it because even at that moment, you don't understand it. You're like, is that you, God? Is that you? Question it. Eventually, it's going to confirm through somebody, through something, there's some kind of consciousness that comes back around and says the exact same thing. Like, you know, it's like you're always asking for a sign. I need another, another sign. Give me one more sign. Okay. You give me a sign. Can I have one more sign? It's like, really? Do you need another sign? I've already showed you. So it's like, but yeah, it's like when you hear from God, you know it's him. And, and she said, just hold on to his word. In his promise because you know it's him I'm like that's that's good mama like that that's facts come on now so one thing I, I like to ask this next question it's it's interesting because as someone who has lived that that wild lifestyle and as someone yeah. who's wrapped in the secular world and made music in the secular world but then turned to your your faith and your love of God and making that be the forefront of your music. I feel like a lot of people will almost misunderstand us. So I want to ask, right. what do you think people misunderstand about you the most? I don't know. That's a hard question. I mean, cause I am, I am pretty transparent with people that do know me, but I guess with people that don't know me, I think, I think what I'm doing now, I think what they would misunderstand is that, you know, Cause the way I've been presenting myself, in my in my other videos and stuff like that, it seems like oh, I'm just a good old Christian boy, had a perfect life, and I think that's the misunderstanding that people perceive. Even the people on the field that I work with, or you know, people that don't know me on a personal level, will see me and be like, oh, this dude ain't never been through nothing. You know, what I'm saying he has no backbone. You know, he's he's a pretty boy, pretty face. You know, he ain't never been through. He he has no struggles, no nothing like that. You know, and I and I dealt with that actually growing up as a child when I was when I was young. I fought all the time. Because people looked at me like, oh, look at this little white boy, you know, a little pretty boy, you know, and they didn't know how much anger was inside of me. So it was like, you kept pushing, pushing and pushing. I would explode and I'll put hands on you. And it was like that. I was always the one scrapping. I was always the one that, that there was problems with my homeboys. They come get me like, hey, hey, Ryan or Will. They call me Jay Will back then. But Jay Will, we need you to come. I'll go over there and knock on the door. But yo, come outside. Let's handle this. Like, and people did not want 
to see me, bro. Like it was, I was that kind of person that either they would run from me or they would not want to come out or I would come hunt them down. Like I couldn't sleep at night when I knew I had some kind of uh, animosity or friction with somebody. I would go hunt people down and call them out. Like, let's, let's just go and throw the hands real quick, get this done and shake hands afterwards. I was always that kind of guy. Like after we would fight, I would shake the hands. Like I, I respect you for coming out here and throwing the hands with me, you know, like and coming to see me. But that would probably be the most misconception and the thing that was always overlooked was just who I really was and the battles I did go through. I was always looked at like the soft boy. And I feel like to this day, people still probably have that uh, perception of me is like, you know, he he ain't been through nothing. He's probably had a perfect life. I'm like, no, I'm far from that. It might look like I have a perfect life because I serve Jesus and he, he makes it look like I live a perfect yeah. life, but I'm not perfect. And I'm far from a perfect life. I've had a hard life. And uh, I think that's what I want to kind of clear up now and, and give that story to people, especially before I start coming out with more content, um, before I release my projects and music videos and just things that are going to be coming forth. I don't want people to go back and look at my timeline and look at what I have out. Like, oh, this dude, there's really nothing there for me to really relate to besides Jesus, which to me should be good enough. But right. at the same time, people need to feel the pain they need to feel that hurt they need to feel that connection like oh, okay man i feel the way I, I feel just like he does or i'm going through something right now and i thought what i was going through was hard but if jay ryan could get over this i can get over it so to answer your question i would say that i've been overlooked on just people thinking that my my life has been cush for sure yeah i feel that and i feel like too it's probably the flip side with those friends that saw you when you were in that space and now they see you as the the good Christian boy and they probably don't believe that that's possible. I know that's a, a big hurdle. Facts, bro. And it's funny you say that because it is, it really is. And you know, that's funny you say that because I've actually had a few homeboys reach out um, that I used to run the streets with that said the same thing. Like, dude, I'm so proud of you, bro. Like, especially like just, just to see you where you are now, like, dude, especially you, like you came from all that and where you at now, they just and they just encouraged me. So I was at court like two days ago for some stuff that happened. And uh, one of my boys was in there and he was like, just saying the same thing, dude, like, man, I can't believe where you came from, where you are now, you know? So I was like, yes, it's so true. It go, it is a flip side there. And, and I, and I love that too, because I feel like it shows you know, even if I don't talk to these guys no more like that, because I had to distance myself, like it just shows them like it's possible. You can still get out of those situations. It's all comes down to your choice. And it comes down to, do you really serve and have faith in, in God? Do you really serve and, and chase Jesus? And if you do, he's going to change you. You know, if you want to be changed, you really want to repent, that repent mind, he will change you and he will bless you. Even though you can't see it, it might seem hard, he will bring you up out of it. So yeah, that's a good point. What is the legacy you want to leave in the world? Um, I think my legacy that I would want to leave is just to encourage others, man, to show them that it doesn't matter about your, the, your environment doesn't matter. Your current situation doesn't matter. Your past doesn't matter. The, the, the things and the rumors that people say about you doesn't matter. None of these things matter, you know, as long as you have a vision, you have a dream or a passion or a want or a will to, to do better for yourself. You know, you can overcome any circumstance that you're going through as long as you really and truly seek Jesus and really, really make him a part of your life. And that's what I want is like, 
there's so many lost souls out there. So people that I know that are good people, bro, that just don't know Jesus. And I'm like, man, if you only knew Jesus, you could be even elevated and step up even more than where you are now. You would have that true sense of peace amongst the storm, that, that, that true love and forgiveness. So I think my legacy is like, I want people to just look at me and say, hey, man, like this dude was able to endure things and get through things. And every time, the, one of the biggest things to me is that he made an impact on me. When I came and talked to Jay Ryan, no matter what he was going through, how he felt or what I did to him, he loved me. He forgave me. He uh, encouraged me. He built me up. And um, one of my boys actually wrote that on on a Facebook post to me, just saying, like, you know, that I've always been that kind of person. And, and I, I I commended him because I was like, man, I'm glad that stuff didn't go unseen because ever since I was in high school, I was always that way. Like, I was always the defender of the week. I was always the one that fought against the bullies if someone was getting picked on. Like, that was me, bro. Like, if, if I, I was always defending people and hang, hanging out with people who were lowly, you know, who, who just felt like they didn't have no friends. And that was that was my personality. I never judged nobody. I never down talked nobody because they didn't have this or have that. And I, that's kind of like how my legacy would be is that this dude was always a good dude and always stood up for those who didn't have it, you know, and always encouraged Jesus and get to know Jesus. And um, I think that would be what I would want people to know for sure. How can you have a bigger impact on this planet? Um, I think by just continuing to walk in God's purpose, I think when you, when you try to control it and you have your hands on it and you're like, it's more like a perspective, like, Lord, I'm doing this and you're joining me kind of mentality kind of gets you to a point where you hit a block wall. It's like, no, no, that's not how it works. You're doing your own thing and you're out of my will. You're out of my calling for your life. You're doing it on your own. And that's why the doors are closed. I think you make a bigger impact. And this goes for some of the homeboys I know now who say they believe in God and say, you know, they want to serve God, but they're continuing to walk down the secular path. And it's like, how you're like, you're not, and they just can't get to a point where they're like breakthroughs. Like they got talent. You got the people around you, but for some reason, God's shutting that door on you. And it's probably because they're not walking in his purpose and his calling. And eventually you will, eventually it might come to that point when you make that change. But I think, you make a bigger impact when you step into God's calling and purpose. And you see that throughout the scriptures that when guys actually stepped into God's calling and walked with the Lord is when he rose them up, brought them up and was able to be glorified through them. He used vessels. So for his glorification. And I think when you start to do that as an individual and say, you know what, Lord, I don't want to serve my wants no more. I don't even, I got these dreams and passions. It'd be great if they come true. But honestly, my biggest goal is just to serve you and walk in your will. And as soon as you come to peace with that, that's when the doors start to open. And then you don't let fear stop you. And that's one thing about when I made that the testimony reel. I was like, it might not seem like I'm very shy and I have a lot of insecurities I'm still dealing with. So it's like when I was out there by myself shooting these videos, there was people around me. So I'm like walking, like, you know, wanting to get myself into a mind state. And I'm like pulling up, like, God, let me do these different areas and places to go. But as I was there, there was people around me. And I was like, I was afraid to get out of the truck. I was afraid to set things up. And I'm like, oh, and like, no, Lord, I don't, I don't want them to see what I'm doing. I'm embarrassed. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to do that no more. You led me here. You put this on my heart. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to be fearful anymore. I'm not going to have people hold me back from doing your calling and doing and fulfilling your purpose. And um, I started just doing it and just started feeling a different kind of confidence. And I was like, man, okay, I can do this. I can get in front of people because that's always something I battle with is like, you know, Lord, how big is this going to get or how deep are we going to get with this calling? And, it, and if we do, it's like, 
how am I going to be able to not be nervous and be like, you know, like insecure and, and get, you know, get like a uh, shell shock or whatever they call it. We choke up, you know, like I'm going to choke. Like, uh, and, and it reminds me in the book of Joshua and told Joshua the same thing three times. Do not be afraid, you know, be, be of good courage. I'm with you. Like you know, he had to keep telling him over and over again, I'm with you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Do not be fearful. I am with you. And I was like, okay, okay, you're with me, you're with me. So as long as you remind yourself that, I think you could find that confidence and realize who you are. So it's having confidence, not letting fear stop you and stepping into God's purpose and calling for your life, regardless of your own wants. You know, put your wants aside and give it to God and let him lead you because his ways, his purpose is better for your life than what you think you want for your own life. Okay. <laughs> so Holy Spirit, bro. Hey, amen. I hear that. Dude, I love hearing you come alive just now talking about this it's it's so cool to see with that what what energizes and fascinates and motivates you the most i think what energizes me the most for sure is the holy spirit i think god definitely renews my brain especially when there's times where i feel weak and stuff like that but also just the me knowing that it makes an impact on people bro i'm a big big people person and and I don't want anyone to ever think like I'm doing things to glorify myself or doing things for myself because I don't think, I mean, I do now I'm starting to now, but I don't think highly of myself. I think highly of God through me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think that's what really gives me energy is if I drop a post, or if I say something to somebody or you know, when I wake up in the morning, my, my prayer is Lord, how can you use me today? Connect me with somebody today that needs you. And I do that every single morning and I've done that for a while. And it's like, when I do that, he always leads me to somebody somewhere. And I think just to get that dialogue with someone and then when I'm having in the midst of that conversation, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Like, this is who you want me to talk to today. And that's what encourages me to like, okay, who's next? Who else can I talk to? Because it not only does it help them, it's helping me. It's helping me realize that I'm stepping into God's calling. It's helping me realize that, they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not alone. You're not alone. And it makes it, it brings that community that I've been chasing when I was a child, you know, and a teenager. Now I'm finding the community in Christ and I'm finding a bigger impact and a positive impact and a spiritual impact versus it being, you know, secular and in the world and in sin. So it's like, it's the complete opposite. So that's my motivation, bro. Just like right now talking with you, if I never made, if I never revamped my page and started stepping the way I was stepping, you wouldn't, we would have never connected. No. You know, my page was just about my normal life and my work and my wife and, you know, just uh, whatever. And then I was like, no, let me do something different. And then now here we are talking. So I think that's what keeps me going is just if I can make one impact on one person, bro, that's enough for me to just keep on going and walk on my call and stay focused for sure. Come on. All right. So someone listening right now, once this is posted. Uh, little, <laughs> little Timmy, we'll, we'll call him Little Timmy, and he's Tim. probably, probably like, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 maybe, and he's hearing your story, and he's like, man, Jay Ryan, that's the dude, he sounds like, that's what I want to do, I want to be this Christian rapper, not not pushing back my morals, but truly mm -hmm. living that light, what is one piece of advice you would tell Little Timmy? I would definitely tell Little Timmy that anything is possible and i would tell him to test the waters on everything any any kind of desire you have any passion you have any dream you have test the waters on it and and seek god first before you go and do it like lord is, is this is this my calling for your life is this something you want me to do if it is 
show me, you know, open the doors, lead me, grow me in this area. Because um, I feel like if we get to a point where we just kind of put ourselves in a box, you get stuck in that box, you get too your tunnel vision on that box. And sometimes God's like, that's not the box for you, you know? And I think the, the, the growth comes when you start to dibble and dabble in different things, experiment different things. And, and so something catches. And then as it catches, you start to see your talent grow. You're like, okay, I feel this is where I'm supposed to be. You'll feel it in the physical and you'll feel it in the spirit. So I would say, you know, don't give up. You have a dream, you have a passion, test the waters, go after it, see where it leads you, but always keep God first in all your steps. Let him lead you. Don't let yourself get in the way. And if you get to a point where it's like, you know what? The doors aren't opening. Sometimes it's all about God's timing. It's just like for me in my past, I felt like, hey, I'm going to be doing this and doing this. When I, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, I'm going to be in this position. I'm going to be doing this for God. And God was like, no, you're not. Not yet. I got to keep working on you. You're not there yet. You know, you're still in yourself. You're not. The, the timing's not right. The right people aren't right. I have to connect all these dots first before you think you're going to do all these things. You're, I got to wait all these years to build you, and then you're going to do it. So sometimes he waits on the timing, and sometimes it's not your calling. So just dibble and dabble until you find your niche. And once you find the niche, that's when you just take off, but continue to give God the glory and go there. But uh, don't be discouraged if it's not your call. Don't be discouraged if what you really want to do is not what God has for you, because what God has for you is going to be bigger and better. And once you step into that, you'll see it and you'll feel it. And I think that'll be the satisfaction that little Timmy would want. Let's go. <laughs> little Timmy and everyone else. Timmy. Y'all, y'all better rewind. Y'all better rewatch this. You better go follow this man, listen to his music, but more than his music, listen to the the motivational, inspirational content he's putting out. Getting to the close of today's podcast, so I just want to take a second and ask you, where can the people find you and your music? Okay, so right now I don't have much music out because I'm doing everything very slow and very strategic, so that's going to be coming, but to keep up to date with those updates, all my tags are M-I-A-J-Ryan. So it'll be M-I-A-J-A-I-R-I-A-N. So for example, um, Instagram.com backslash M-I-A-J-Ryan. Same thing for Twitter. Um, same thing for TikTok. I do got a Facebook. Um, I got a personal page and also, a, I guess, a music page, which, which is also M-I-A-J-Ryan. But everything is M-I-A-J-Ryan across the board. Uh, once we get a little further with the EP and get a little further with the project and having everything finished, mastered, the music video is done, we have a very strategic way we're going to drop it. It's going to be like a, it'll be a single every two weeks. In between a couple of singles will be a video and we're going to hit a lot of uh, mainstream sources, websites, Christian websites. We're going to pay for a lot of marketing, being on the front pages of stuff. A lot of articles are going to be going out. So I'm just really coming at this a whole different way. But um, yeah, everything is MIAJ Ryan to keep up up to date with what i'm doing let's go and i'll have it all linked in the show notes for those watching and listening sweet follow this man he's, he's, <laughs> he's going appreciate places, it bro but more than just him going places he's bringing the name of jesus and making jesus famous and that's really what it's all that's about. it and about bro before we wrap up i just want to ask um what questions that i miss out on or do you have any questions for me um i don't think you really missed out any questions for me but um for you, bro, what what brought you into what you're doing now? How'd you get into what you're doing right now? So the backstory, I don't know how much of my backstory you saw, but I rapped from 2008 till 2018. 
and it was around that time I got a prophetic word from one of my pastors. Amen. But basically, I went by the rap name Redone because you know mm-hmm. I've been redone through Christ, Second Corinthians no. five seventeen, that whole thing. And because I started out secular, that whole ten year rap career right. wasn't all Christian. But the the word was I'm about to redo, redone. It makes sense. And like through that process, I felt the Lord say, you know, like put down rap and mm. really step into this next thing that I have for you. That's going to be all the all of your gifts together as one. Didn't really understand it. And that was years and years. That was around 2018. And it wasn't until the end of last year, the beginning of this year, that I started doing um, kind of like coaching advising for artists and creative people and i just really felt like that was the shift for me and within that came this podcast because i also want to provide that platform for artists that haven't been heard that have that message so Mm. that's where it's kind of landed so far and it's really exciting um what's in store because i've I'm, i'm excited god's really planning these things out and I've got some things, some tr- strategic things coming in the future. It's nice. Just some like really building that community of artists and creatives. And that's a, a big portion of what I've started doing that. Plus the, the coaching, mentoring, advising type of stuff. Yeah. To, to say what got me there was definitely a God thing because I was right. Rapping, I was rapping for myself and then I was rapping for God, but really rapping for myself. And then I was truly right. rapping for God. And like, I saw probably the most success on one of my last songs. And really? then God was like, are you willing to put it all down for me? Wow. And I was like, I guess we're going to see. And I did. And it was, like, right. it was this weird limbo of like, I became, I began to think, who am I? I thought I was redone the rapper, and right. but who am I really? And I mm. had to re redefine the fact that I am God's child. You know, I am, I yep. am first a child of God before I am what I do, and I'm I'm a human being, not a human doing. That's the way that I like to put it. But learning that, then I was like, other people need to hear this. Because you see people, they're they're artists, whether they're saved or not, because I really feel like this is going to be also an outreach of a ministry for me is to really show people how to see themselves the way God sees them. That's kind of the way Mm. that I've I've coined it because it's it's so I mean, it's not about me at all. Right. Like and that's been the beauty of it is because like, yeah, I had somewhat of a small success of a rap career and I've been in that space and I know what it is to be a creative but ultimately, right. I know what it is to spend your whole life performing for approval and trying mm. to earn this love and earn this salvation that was given yep. freely. And when we realize that we've already been chosen, that we're already enough, that's when we are able to make the art. That's when it, we're able to use our gifts in a way that are really going to impact the world. Facts, bro. I mean, I love that story, dude. And, uh, I definitely commend you for what you're doing. And I think it does help shine light on other individuals and uh, you just being able to make connect those dots with certain people. I think it encourages them. And then also for yourself, listen to what God is telling you to do. And uh, you're going to bring that light to people just like you did with me, bro. I appreciate you reaching out to me and giving me the opportunity to, to talk with you and kind of just vent and uh, be transparent. And if you didn't, if you didn't do that, I would have never did it, you know? So you are, you are giving a pathway people like myself to, just express themselves and share God's love and just the love of Jesus, bro. So I commend you for that, bro. For sure. I appreciate that. I'm really excited for everyone to hear this. 
and I'm excited for our new connection and our, our new for sure. And I look forward to just staying connected in the future. Yeah, for sure, bro. Excited for what, what the future holds for your music. For everyone watching, I, I appreciate y'all again. I always appreciate everyone that tunes in and I hope you got some some tons of value and I hope that you you leave this inspired and motivated. Go check out Jay Ryan and his music. But I I'll, I'll leave you with this like I always love to love to close is I'm praying for you friend. I love you friend. Now let's go live better than best as we conquer this week.